Welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters, and I am your host, Doug Winters. Today represents a bit of a milestone for us. This is episode 60, and I couldn't be more pleased than to bring you my incredibly delightful conversation with Jim McManus, a senior sales executive at Party Rental LTD, which rents, I guess the name is self-explanatory. Um, just finding it a little bit difficult to get the right tone for this podcast because the conversation itself is totally delightful and you'd never know that we were in the middle of the worst, most catastrophic pandemic this country has ever seen. As of today, we have 109,000 people dead from this coronavirus. People are still wearing masks and we are not allowed by law to get together in groups of more than 10, so it is impossible to do a wedding or a special event. And all of my work, as well as Jim's and just about everybody else's, has been pushed from 2020 to 2021. Uh, This is also the week that George Floyd was killed in broad daylight by four policemen in Minneapolis. And there have been Black Lives Matter protests throughout the country and I think throughout the world. But they continue, and this is Thursday, June 4th, and today is the memorial service that they are holding for Mr. Floyd. I just want everybody out there to know that my heart goes out to all my African-American brothers and sisters, and seeing as many white faces as I do black faces at these rallies, it gives me great hope for the future of this country. We'll go into this <laughs> in greater detail, but you're going to find that Jim McManus is a delightful reprieve from this repressive feeling that we all have. Everybody's been sheltered in place for three months. Gigs have been canceled for the first time in history. The hospitality industry leads the unemployment lines at 14 million. And yeah, it's, it's kind of astonishing. But this is a complete breath of fresh air. Say that he is passionate and artistic is clear from the first minute. Jim and I both apologize in advance for a little bit of colorful language, but it's all in good fun and does truly represent the way a lot of us talk behind the scenes, or as Jim says, behind the curtains. I just wanted to thank my new friend Joy Locke of On The Mark, who was our guest on episode 57. And if you haven't heard that one, go back and check it out on either Spotify or Apple and make sure you subscribe. I want everyone, I want 14 million unemployed hospitality workers to be listening to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast. It's for you, for us. So once again, I want to thank Joy for introducing me to one of the true movers and shakers of this industry and someone that puts front and center the true passion that we all feel towards each other as well as the industry itself. I'll see you on the other side. I'm totally delighted to have Jim McManus with us from Party Rentals LTD. No, Party Rental LTD. Yeah, Party Rental. Aside from like the Nike swoosh, I think the hippo on the side of the truck might be the most brilliant advertising icon ever. 
Some people think it's a pig. Some people think it's an elephant. It was actually founded by two amazing people, Mike Halperin and his wife, Sonny Halperin, who started the business out of a garage in 1971. Wow. There was an iconic caterer by the name of Donald Bruce White that needed certain equipment to serve the wealthiest people in New York. I call them the blue-haired ladies of Park Avenue. They needed silver to uh, <laughs> serve, uh, and they wouldn't accept stainless steel, you know? Oh, wow. But, you know, I say that uh, with humor, uh, but party rental uh, under uh, amazing leadership of the founders, uh, and I, as uh, I'm an intrapreneur, some people, when they get to know me, mistakenly think that I might be an owner of the company. But honestly, I thought, and a bunch of people that I know that I was asking about you, we all thought that it was your company. I think you, you'll find that the greatest leaders mm -hmm. in the industry, and some of them have been previous guests on your podcast have all built families of people that work as team players. And it's sometimes unnoticed, but it's all about the teamwork. And I am one of many amazing people that work for Party Rental. We have a group of uh, people from Washington, D.C. to Boston, have really developed one of the largest organic focused companies. We don't grow by acquisition or merger. We grow horizontally by building our brand and we expand our brand by attracting some of the best talent in the industry to represent party rental in Washington and Philadelphia, Boston, New York, and Long Island. And I am humbled actually to be just part of that team. What we do in sales is we take that internal teamwork and we turn that into strategic partnerships in businesses. So in internally, there's teamwork. Externally, there's strategic partnerships. None of us stand alone. There are leaders that have great vision. You've had a few of them on your podcast. I follow the Thomas Keller philosophy of the Blue Apron. Now, Thomas Keller, one of the greatest chefs sure. uh, on earth, you know, uh, has per se the French laundry. The concept of the Blue Apron is, you know, an apprentice apron. You know, when you get to be the executive chef, you wear a white apron. But Thomas Keller wears a blue apron knowing and, he, and, and just encouraging all of his team to teach him. The wedding business that you're in is one of the niches mm -hmm. uh, inside the special event industry. Right. And it might be the most pressured of all because it's so detailed. There's so much emotional intensity on every little detail. But a wedding is a lifetime moment that if you miss one of those little details, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you're the GOAT. So as a mathematician, if I got a 99 on a math test, right, <laughs> I'd be considered a genius. Right. If I got one thing wrong at a wedding, <laughs> I ruined their life, for Christ's sake. There's no room for oopsies. I got it mostly right. What's your problem? It's about you missed the most important detail that my 
daughter dreamed about her whole life. And now you stink, even though it was an amazing way. You know, there's a lot of caterers and a lot of event designers. They don't want anything to do with that type of business because they know it's ripe for emotional failure in the face of success. That's a brilliant way to put it. It's scary to some people. And I found that the people that thrive, you know, people like Andrea Freeman and young people like Joy Locke, I was very impressed with Joy Locke. I've, she's been part of my uh, world uh, since she joined Mark Weber, one of the most amazing entrepreneurs in the hospitality industry out of Stanford, Connecticut. And I hope to do something for you, Doug, and I'm going to challenge you in, in a way because I think that everybody has to evolve in this industry. And, and I think that this podcast is exceptional. Okay. And uh, you're evolving, right? Yeah. And you you actually uh, picked uh, wedding wisdom as a as a beginning, but I would challenge you to uh, break down the walls of just weddings because a lot of your guests, your designers, your great event planners, they do a lot of other things outside of weddings. Also, it's about the content of what's behind the curtain. In, and there haven't been many platforms that actually have attempted to pull the curtain back and see what's behind the, the glorious pictures in the magazine, all the intensity, the cursing, the passion, the critical failures, or the critical kick saves that you may not realize that that Use my language. That fucking wedding almost failed miserably, but it was a kick save, a phone call, and a last minute thing, and then boom, it's a home run. You almost struck out in the ninth inning of the World Series, and it's that intense. And that's why I also appreciate Andrea Freeman talking about her mindfulness. Yeah. Because how do you navigate that level of intensity, that level of stress? Party Rental did a stress test questionnaire that if you got 100 points, you should be dead. I ended up getting a 400, which was four times more than dead. I should have been dead four <laughs> times over. And the questions were, you know, in the last year, did you get married? Yeah. Did you have kids? Yep. Did you get a divorce? Yes, I did. You know, <laughs> did you, you know buy a new house. Uh-huh. Did you sell that new house? I did. And he asked me how I survived it. And I said, humor helped. But what bonds us, everybody in the hospitality industry, is this pressure cooker that we all live in. At the end of the wedding, when everybody's taking the bows and the accolades, and, but getting to that point, you know, they don't tell you about the shit show. They don't say there was a shit show because the end result was not a shit show. No one's calculated the number, but the reason I started the podcast is because this is a multi, multi-billion dollar industry that's become absolutely worldwide. Which is why I want you to expand out of just the weddings. I'll take that challenge. I'll take that challenge. I'll introduce you to some great players that would probably love to contribute to the evolution. I love it. What you find in the hospitality industry as a whole Yep. is that we're all alike. You're not attracted to this industry. You certainly aren't doing it because it's easy. So some people think I sell tables and chairs and 
rent mm -hmm. linens. That's what I do. Uh, right. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've never done that. That's that's what party rentals money is made from, but that's not what I do. I sell visions. I listen to other people's visions, but I would say that I'm not renting tables and chairs for a living. It's not what I do that has made me one of the most successful people in the hospitality industry in the United States. It's who I am. And that has always been something that I benefited from being mentored. So I've been mentored by some of the greatest. Star Boggs was out in West Hampton, one of the greatest chefs on Long Island. Tom Dillon, one of the greatest chefs, Ciro's Restaurant up in Saratoga. And they taught me about the bite, uh, how chefs talk to each other. And What's the bite referred to? Well, the bite is two chefs sitting around talking about if you put this together with that, on a spoon and with just the amount of this or that, and it's the bite. They don't want to deal with the whole meal. No, 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 oh. no, no. They want to know what's your bite. I remember being at the City Meals on Wheels, mm -hmm. and I was talking to some of the great chefs of the world. And when they were all getting together, they, they, they were talking about their bites. And I walked up to them, a bold guy, and I said, you know, uh, I'm just the rental guy, but I have the bite. And they said, well, what's your bite? And I said, well, the tastiest morsel on earth is a Peconic Bay scallop out in the Hamptons. And <laughs> what I do with that is I make a white wine butter sauce. And the old classic French, a sauce Veronique, was a white wine butter sauce with fresh grapes served over beautiful flounder or or halibut or something like that. And I did it as a fondue. I said, what I do is I take my scallop and my grape and I you know, have that perfectly seared scallop and I dip it in my warmed white wine butter sauce and I pop it in my mouth. And as I take that scallop and that grape just gushes in your mouth and I said, that's the bite. <laughs> Wolfgang Puck called me two weeks after. And he said, you know, it was a very good bite, but I made it a little better. I said, how did you make my bite better? You forgot to peel the grape. You got to X the top of the grape. You poach the grape. You peel the skin of the grape because the skin of the grape is so tannic it destroys the flavor of the scallop. So I got a call from Wolfgang Puck who improved my vision. And That's great. Basically, when you, we work together in strategic partnerships, a music guy like yourself, who's in control of a vibe, you become a critical ingredient to a master chef, like let's say Ronnie Davis is putting it all together and he's paying attention to your ingredient because he's looking at the whole recipe. They know how to make it better. So I love working in collaboration with the greatest minds there are. And, if, and a lot of them are like Thomas Keller and they share their love uh, of this industry of food, of, of, of the creativity side. And then they're open to improvement. You can't insult Thomas Keller by telling him to peel the grape. He'll say, fantastic, I'm gonna peel the grape next time. So, you know, <laughs> and you don't know who's gonna tell you 
It's better to peel the grape. But when they do, you have to be humble enough to say thank you. Right. This book, that Hotbox. Oh, that's Hotbox. I got it. I ordered it on Amazon when you mentioned it yesterday. Okay. Yeah, and I'd like to introduce you later on to Matt and Ted Lee because they were the first ones to sort of pull the curtain back and talk about the special events. Because let's let's face it, if we are doing our job, mm -hmm. we disappear at an event. Exactly. You know, it's not like a restaurant where it's about Thomas Keller. Mm -hmm. And his genius in the special event industry, if we do our job right, nobody knows us. It's all about the guest. It's all about the product launch. It's all about the wedding. It's all about anybody but us. Yeah, you know how I can control the room at, a, at an event? Huh. When the fucking oven doesn't work. Okay, that's how I can really control an event. <laughs> you, know, you, you get an, a genius like, you know, you know, Mark Weber, you know, he gets the call and says, Jim, he's not saying politely, Jim, my oven doesn't seem to be operating correctly now. <laughs> I get the call that says, Jim, the fucking oven ain't working and it's a disaster. What the fuck? That's what <laughs> I get. Look, Ronnie Davis, greatest guy. You don't want to be fucking up a Ronnie Davis event from a vendor point of view. You don't <laughs> want to be that guy. Trust me. He also doesn't have time to be polite, and neither does Mark Weber. They need that fucking oven working. And when I met Jim Kirsch 30 years ago on the loading dock of Lincoln Center, I showed up with a couple of trucks and an army of manpower, and he had a critical path of success and he came down the elevator on the loading dock and said get that shit up the fucking up the room get it up there now but he was nice about it i mean professional about it intense about it yep. but he was all about it and we did that they're asked to perform miracles every day they don't have you know, what Thomas Keller has is a kitchen. They're, they're cooking for 500 people with a Bunsen burner in a closet, for Christ's sake. That's <laughs> what they're doing. And, you know, they are miracle workers. Stefan Baroni is now the president of Colin Cowie Events. Carl Heaton, one of the greatest sales executives ever in the industry, went to work for Abigail Kirsch now works for Thomas Preti, Francesca Abracciamento, who's another phenomenal event planner, Emmanuel Chirac, who was uh, Jean-Christophe's partner, eventually became president of Christie's International. Some of the people that came out of these things, we seeded the industry. And if you've been around this industry as long as I have, so my history, grew up in Southampton, went to the University of Wisconsin at Madison, got my hospitality experience working in the French Quarter in New Orleans, uh, you know, and I left New Orleans drunk and broke. Uh, but I got into Cornell Hotel School, went to Europe. I got fired from a job and I, you know, I got rescued by one of my alumni connections who had a small rental company in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. It was called Broadway Party Rental. Mike Seversky, he was the owner and knew a friend of mine whose mother knew him 
from Cornell, but I know for a fact that I'm the only white kid from the Hamptons that has an Ivy League education that was working every day in Bedford Stuy. I know it for a fact. It was working through and with the people in those neighborhoods that were the employees. The barriers, the social barriers tend to disappear when you're drowning in the same boat together. Mm-hmm. And my father, who was a great captain, said there's no better bailer than a panicked man with a bucket. <laughs> and, you, know, you learn about teamwork really fast when the guy next to you, if he doesn't work his ass off as much as you do, everybody sinks. So, you know, that's the special event industry. That's the passion. That's what nobody has ever seen before. And, and you're starting to peel back the onion. You're, you're starting to, in your 60 episodes, I actually think that you're at an exciting crossroads, if you, if you don't mind me saying, no, where please. you can take it to the next level of evolution and start to showcase a little bit some of the content, some of the war stories, some of the brilliance, some of the leaders. And what you're going to find out is uh, what I already know is that we all share the same core values. We do. And we're all insane. I wanted to have a great nightclub called the, <laughs> the Rubber Room, where everybody, instead of the green jacket at the Masters, everybody would get their own fucking, you know, straight jacket. <laughs> and everybody would go bouncing off the walls together at the end of the event. The Rubber Room could be one of the greatest clubs in New York, full of insane hospitality people. But you know what the greatest skill is? And I'm going to tell you, when you're dealing with the most powerful people in the world, when they're stressing out about the details and the image, and they start to lose it a little bit. What I'm saying is, what I do in, in a very unpretentious, humble way Give them a reality check and say, that's not really why this wedding is happening. It's really about the love uh, (laughs) that are are between two people. And it's really about sharing that experience with the the people on your guest list. So the guest list tends to be the most important decision at a wedding, in my own opinion, one of my favorite stories about it is in the Hamptons, as a, a young hustler, I got a job weeding the rose garden of a, one of the a wealthy entrepreneurial philanthropists in the history of the world. His name was Milton Petrie. Okay. And Milton Petrie in the Metropolitan Museum of Art has a whole wing called the Petrie Wing. I was going to say, I know that name. Okay. Okay. And he was on my paper route, you know, and, <laughs> and his wife asked me if I wanted to make another $2 an hour to uh, weed the rose garden. I said, wow, $2 an hour. I, the richest man in the world is going to pay me $2 an hour. <laughs> Damn right I'm going to do that. And, you know, I must have been 14, maybe not even old enough to work. But what I discovered in the rose garden, I never forgot. The mulch in his rose garden was ground up chocolate hulls. Around the seed of a chocolate, they, it, they have this hull, which is like when they shred it, it turns into mulch. You mean like a but cocoa when, bean? Yeah, the cocoa, cho- the cocoa bean right. has 
a bean and then a hole around it. It's okay. a shell. Yeah. And what they did with these cocoa shells is mulch them and they put it around all the roses. But what I couldn't get out of my head was when the sun shined down on the chocolate mulch, you got a waft of chocolate in the rose garden. Wow. And it was amazing. So I had this showroom appointment and I had this amazing woman from up in the Hudson River Valley, up okay. there, Rhineland, yeah. you know. Oh, Rhinebeck, Rhinebeck. Rhinebeck, that's yeah. it. Okay. Uh, so she was having this amazing wedding and the theme of the wedding was chocolate. And I, I just, in a very humble way, put a little bit of a suggestion into her mind. And I said, well, I'm gonna tell you what I, I learned from Milton Petrie. I said, you have this amazing rose garden, which is where the wedding is. Imagine if you mulched your whole oh. garden in the hole of the chocolate like Milton did, and it's a chocolate themed wedding. I said, what's gonna happen is a year after the wedding, the wedding is gonna be behind you. Your daughter's gonna be married. You're gonna be alone drinking tea on a Sunday afternoon and you're gonna be in your rose garden and the sun is gonna hit that mulch and you're gonna get wafted some chocolate and it's gonna bring you back to how amazing that wedding was. Wow. And that is what this wedding is about. It's not about all that stuff. It's, it's about unpretentious excellence. I forgot about it. A year later, I got a phone call from this woman. And she was on the, the brick patio of her estate overlooking the Hudson River. Oh, must and be gorgeous, yeah. She says, you wouldn't believe it. It's a glorious day. I'm sitting here drinking my tea, and I just got wafted the chocolate, and it brought me back to how amazing that wedding was. And I can't thank you enough wow. for telling me to bring it home, to bring it about what it's supposed to be. You know. All the, all the things that make it special, but don't forget what it really is about. It's about the love of two people that are coming together. Don't fuck me over on the math test because I got a 99, you know what I'm saying? I'm wearing an Armani tuxedo leading the band, but that's for the six hours of the party. But for three hours before that- You're a grunt. Exactly, perfect, perfect word for it. When it comes down to the execution of an event, our industry is hands-on, grunt force, the shit going up the elevator, setting up the room on a critical path, and if you fuck it up, you're, you're toast. And, you know, one, right. of, one of the funniest comments is Party Rental, one of the greatest technology companies. We have GPS on our trucks, and, you know, one day we're late, and you know what my customer said? I don't give a fuck if you have Juan Valdez and two fucking mules. I want that shit. I want that shit here right now. And if you don't get that shit here in the next five minutes, I'm never going to use you again in the history of my fucking company. You know, it's nice to have systems. It's nice to have bells and whistles and beautiful websites. And if you can't execute on the day of the event, with the level of expectation and excellence that's required at the highest level every single time. Right. You're not, you're not my partner. No, you're useless to me. I'm going to spotlight another guy 
Peter Fazio from Sterling Affair Caterers, we have uh, an expression that we use. And I'm okay. going to say that you qualify, Doug. <laughs> what okay. that I, is, is... Thanks in advance. Well, what it is, is we're talking about strategic partnerships. I want to introduce them to somebody. And he, and he has one question for me. Are they one of us? Aha. Uh -huh. So, Doug, wow. you are one of us. One I am us. flattered. That's deeply flattering. One I, of I, us I, are the, the few, the proud, the Marines. You know, it's a military operation, just like Augustus Escoffier, you know, in the classical brigade in the kitchen. You know, we have deep respect for each other. And if yeah. I say to Peter Fazio, he's one of us. Peter Fazio will open his arms to you based on the fact that we've been through the war together and it's mm -hmm. like brothers in arms, Marine Corps veterans, like, and I'm introducing them to another Marine Corps guy, you know, Semper Fi, Doug Winters. And, <laughs> and the reality of it is that I wouldn't introduce you to Peter Fazio if I didn't believe that you were one of us. And I can tell you that you are one of us just from your enthusiasm and love of the industry, that I know that you are a grunt, that you will carry yeah. those bongo drums on your back, you know, yeah, whatever exactly. else you have to do to make right. it happen. And what he needs as an event commander is he needs to know that every single strategic partner that he has are as committed you know let's talk about one of us and what that means because there is a special event equation it is spe special events equals and now it's the strategic partners ep event planner plus caterer plus party rentals plus the staging and lighting guy plus the music and entertainment guy plus the, the tent guy, the flower designer, you know, and it is an, it's a symphony. It's an orchestra. I was at a wedding with Preston Bailey in Sagaponic in the Hamptons, where he actually had plane loads of roses flown in from Ecuador because he had a vision of building around this largest tent you've ever seen in your life, instead of having walls that were flaps, yeah. he built walls out of roses. Wow. I think that he spent a half a million dollars just on the rose wall of this one wedding. Some of these weddings, they can spend $8 million on the day. I know. That's what Preston Bailey does. He actually had to figure out the customs of the, of the plane coming in and which airport and how to get a refrigerated truck to get the roses so that by the time that they were not tight little buds on the on the roads wall that's a million dollars worth of roses they're opening up just perfectly exactly at the right time who the hell knows that i'll who tell you who knows that three people preston, that bailey. My brother, preston bailey amy morella and david beam all talked about that exact thing well, you know what it comes down to is trust. And what I always say to 
any client in any kind of event that uses a floral designer yeah. is you want them to be able to go to the flower market. Now, sure, you could have a vision on a Pinterest board, but on the day that they go down to the flower market to buy the flowers on that day, you want to give them a little bit of flexibility because the Pyrenees that you were so interested in looked like shit. But it's about that ingredient on the day of while they're in the market, the day before the delivery to your event. Give that guy some credit for saving your wedding instead of crapping all over him because he got one detail wrong. And the bottom line is he didn't get the detail wrong. He made a professional judgment. Yes. The day before your event that was not in line with exactly what you chose. If you take any element, if you take the band and you say, okay, well, there's 12 musicians on the stage and they magically just sing the songs that you want to hear and they, they play it. It doesn't, nothing magically happens. Every single one of those people studied their craft and their, uh, they bring their gifts to people. And the best compliments I ever get is when they say, I don't think I would have gotten a better performance from your singer if I paid $1,000 for a ringside seat at Madison Square Garden than when I was 10 feet away at the dance floor. Because they hired somebody who cares. That person, they trust you to get the singer that's not going to be a diva. No, they might be a diva behind the stage, not a diva in front of the audience. The decade-long vision of tomorrow changed in one day. There is no special event. There is no wedding. There is no corporate event. At least during 9-11, people were still getting married in the Hamptons. Behind the hedgerow. They're right. not even doing that. And, and the, when, the, when the world went down in 2008, when the Lehman Brothers went out of control, we still did events. We're but, not doing events right now. Zero. Not to, mention, not to mention by law, we can't do events. Unless you want to have a great wedding with 10 people. Just curb that 150 <laughs> guests countdown to 10. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you good know, luck. That's including the bride and the groom. Everybody talks about the new normal. I hate, hate that term. Hate that word. <laughs> Me too. I you hate know it. why I hate that word? It was never normal. Who the hell said it was ever normal? Yeah. And if you talk to the most creative people in the industry, the leaders of the industry, they were never doing, they were always cutting edge, setting trends. They were never the followers and they, they were, they're going to survive this because of who they are to them. It's normal to evolve. Yeah. So I hate the word, you know, I, another word I hate is pivot. I don't want to pivot. I want, I want to, <laughs> I want to see opportunity. Opportunities occur in windows and you got to take action. Otherwise they become missed opportunities. And there are new young people coming up and I want to specifically call them out to become part of your next podcast. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Like Joy, you know, one of the most amazing young men I know in the industry is a guy named Bill Coyne. 
He is with Cloud Catering. He also, with Colin Bernard, created a Serve New York, which is a charity designed to help the special event industry, the waiters that are no longer employed, that were out of work actors looking to support their acting career. Yep. You have leaders like Mark Weber, who's got a team of them, Lauren and uh, Amanda and Caitlin. And you have Peter Fazio, CXRA, Sterling Affair, Mark Weber, in the midst of the worst thing that's ever happened, they started serving essential workers in hospitals. But it's not enough. We have to do more than reopen in the special event industry. We actually have to rebuild it from scratch. Hmm. We're not reopening right now. We're rebuilding right now. You know, a good contractor needs to have his subcontractors. We need the strategic partners. Everybody's got to be one of us because yeah. if you're not, you're not on the bridge to 2021. There's a sliver of business on the bridge to 2021. And if you're not one of us, if you're not one of the people that are willing to do whatever it takes and build from scratch and, and share visions, this, this was never normal. I hate, you know, who I was never called normal at any time in my life. <laughs> you, know? you know, maybe it's the new abnormal. Listen, I can just tell from your personality, the fact that you would go from a degree from Wisconsin, from Madison, which is one of the best colleges in the country, to washing dishes in New Orleans. Because I wanted to learn from the best. By the way, I'm still learning from the best. I, I'm learning from Joy Lot. I'm learning from Bill Coyne. I'm learning from Mark Weber. I'm learning from Dave Edwards of Rhubarb. I'm learning from everybody. And I'm also contributing. So as I was mentored, I mentor others. Really one of the most talented up and coming designers, uh, Erica Taylor of Tinsel Experiential. These young people are in their 30s, which I consider young. They're doing amazing things and I want you to interview them. And you know, I'm also involved with all of the biggest multi-billion dollar conglomerates in the country with, through and with an organization called SHFM, which is the Society of Hospitality and Food Service Management, Ooh. where I get to rub elbows with Rick Post Leon, Ricky Post, who is actually the chief executive officer of Compass North America doing $21 billion worth of sales a year and ultimately owns everybody that we're talking about. Wow. So you get to network with these guys and you find out that they're amazing, that the vision and mission statement and core values. Dick Catani, head of restaurant associates. One of the companies that I think you should meet up with is at your service, Janine Cosgrove. They're involved in the event staffing business. The actual owner of the business, Mark Casburi, was also a newspaper delivery boy for Newsday on Long Island. All three of us. And he's built a business, but now he's not just serving the hospitality industry, providing cater waiters and chefs and things like that, grunts. He's actually providing healthcare professionals to go into hospitals. Uh, these guys are going in to mm -hmm. the nursing homes where the COVID-19 has been decimating people and they're learning the protocols of the hospital or the nursing home. 
And they're taking these protocols and they're bringing it to the special event, to the venue, to the tent. So you want that guy on your team. Yes. He's one of us. Exactly. One of and us. I'd like, if I can, if you allow me, I'd like to set you up with the authors of Hotbox because together you guys are, are the first couple of entities and you in New York in particular. I've never been in the spotlight before. I've always been behind the curtain that's behind the curtain that's <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah, uh, I'm in the closet with the Bunsen burner. <laughs> but I will say that it's pretty exciting to be able to lead. But uh, there's great leaders who could give content to this podcast that I think will build a better industry for tomorrow. I and love that. I, I love we're that. in that mode right now. Yeah, we need to come together, share ideas. It's not just reopen. We really do need to rebuild. And it's about operating safely and responsibly with strategic partners to achieve the highest level of service, which is what we've always done. And if you've been on that team, Peter Fazio would say, you're one of us. I want to tell you how much I appreciate the opportunity to shine the spotlight on so many other entities that are doing great work, showing great leadership. There is going to be competition on fundamental levels that have never been that way before. Aramark Foods, one of the conglomerates that's buying caterers across the country, right. just opened up grocery store pop-ups in hospitals. So you're either going to be creative, on board, on the team, part of the collaborative, part of the community, or you're going to fade fast. We can't wait for the new normal. If you're going to wait around for the new normal, you're going to be long since out of business by the time everybody just starts to say, well, it was never fucking normal to begin with. So why are you waiting for that? Let, I'd rather be waiting for Godot. You know, he's <laughs> never coming. Normal is never coming. It was never normal. It was never normal. Never what a perfect that's a perfect ending right there yeah that's that's what i'd like to end it with i love it people who want to follow me on instagram i'm jim prl one of the things that i think that i am i'm a bit of a weaver i use my core values to weave strategic partnerships together and i want more of us yeah per se uh-huh and I'd really like to be what I do best. I'm a dot connector. If I can put one of my customers together with another one of my customers who don't do business with each other, I could be a lifeline to those two businesses even if I don't rent them a fucking chair. We've never met person, you and I. I think we are gonna become fast friends. I already know that you're one of us. Absolutely. And I'm gonna leave you with a quote from uh, de Kooning, who was one of the greatest artists. De Kooning said, you can copy what I do, but you can never copy my mind. Mm. So, I love it. one of my favorite quotes, the highest levels of achievement are performed through go for it attitudes, unmindful of possible consequences. Let's end on that story that you told me about your friend in Southampton that said, look how successful I am. And you gave one of the great answers of all time. One day, 
Frank Tunney, a very successful marina guy, pumped a lot of gas for a lot of these really nice yachts and boats. And he's sitting there being a little bit of a bragger at the bar, you know? Sure. And he said to me, shoot, I'm making a killer. There's a lot of boats out there and I'm selling the gas. Woohoo, baby. I looked at him and I said, you know, that's pretty amazing. I rent shares and there's more asses than boats, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> At which I'm going to say, have a great day. That was absolutely perfect. It, 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 I apologize for dropping F-bombs, but I'm passionate. I'm authentic. I'm genuine. Now, I guess you have a lot of editing to do. I don't know. I just, I just love your passion about the industry. And, and let me be a dot connector. Yeah. Jim, I can't imagine who I'd rather have as a dot connector than you. The ultimate weaver. As usual, you can reach out to me at Doug Winters Inc. on Instagram. And let me know if you do not think that Jim McManus is one of the great voices of our industry. Stay safe. Stay strong. We'll all get through this together. And I wasn't kidding about that $14 million. See you next time.